Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast i'm danny sheriff your host certified fertility awareness practitioner functional nutrition counselor and founder of the ha society and of course an ha recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, and welcome to the HA Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, the host of this podcast, the founder of the HA Society, and an HA recovery coach who has walked wherever you currently are. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. 
I would love it if you could rate and review this podcast five stars only to help make this podcast easier for other women with HA to find it. And last thing, nothing from this show should be taken as medical advice. Please seek the advice of your physician. The concept of getting your period back is easy, but why is making the commitment so hard? Why does it take so long to get to a point where you're confident enough in the process to go for it? Well, for a lot of reasons. And breaking down those reasons that hold us back is one of my main missions. And that is why I created the 7-Day HA Recovery Commitment Challenge. It's a completely free challenge that is 100% inside of email. So you can start your 7 days today. You don't have to wait for the beginning of this challenge. And each day, I send you a new challenge, complete with action items and mindset shifts to help you work through all of the key issues I see that hold us back from recovery. So topics inside of the email challenge include understanding why your period is missing, how to build solid, healthy, caloric, dense meals to ensure that you're getting the nutrition that you need, how to get your support network on board with you, not just letting your friends and family and partner know like what's happening, but actually enrolling them in to help you lifestyle factors that could be impacting your ability to recover and of course the mindset factors and shifts that you need to make along the way the goal of this challenge is that after seven days you'll be feeling knowledgeable equipped and inspired to do what you really know that you need to do to get your period back so are you ready go to seven day challenge dot hapodcast.com or head to the show notes for the link that's seven day challenge dot hapodcast.com hey guys and welcome back to the ha podcast it's me danny and i'm here with hillary who's like a early on listener of the show and early on member of the aj society who's like moved on with her journey which is awesome to hear and so we're just going to catch up with and talk about her story and what happened and you know where we are now and it's going to be great so welcome (laughs) to the show Hillary thank you for having me you're welcome um I just want to dive in tell me about you and you know how where you believe all of your HA missing period journey started and Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, just take us on a journey. Okay, so I think I've actually had HA for four years, um, maybe a little bit longer, but I didn't know I had it um, because I was on birth control. I was, I had the IUD. So when I got like the IUD, I didn't get my period once in over in like four and a half years. Um, And it wasn't until my husband and I were like ready to start a family um, and I got the IUD removed that I found out a couple months later that I had HA. So I think that's like, that's definitely like a major part of my story and like what I don't always hear from other stories um, is like not knowing you had HA because of the birth control. Um, and I think it's like something important because I've just like, as you know, you've just learned so much and how like 
terrible birth control is for you. Obviously, it's like great as a preventative, but um, it masks a lot of things, I think, for me. So I got off my birth control in February 2020, right before like COVID started. Um, and I, my doctor told me like, yep, like you should get your period or get like pregnant, like give it three months. Three months went by, not pregnant, didn't have my period. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why, like, why don't I have my period at least? So I called and he was like, oh, just give it a couple more months. Um, if you still don't have it in June, then we'll do more blood work and we will give you the Provera challenge. So June comes, still no period. And I went in, like they prescribed me the Provera. I did blood work. The nurse I spoke to said everything was normal. And I think that's like an important part too of my story. She said my lab work was normal. Um, and just like, don't call back, like just take the Provera and see what happens. So then like I did the Provera challenge and then you have to wait whatever two weeks after the one I did. And I was actually on vacation because now it's like rolling into July. So an extended period of time of no period, not pregnant. And I'm like, what the heck? Why does my doctor not care that I don't have my period? And I'm a very big advocate of my health. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep bugging them until I get an answer. I can't help but feel like so many people's doctor is just almost in a way like stalling the process. Like, yes. well, try wait two more months and then we'll put you on this Provera challenge. And it's like, what can I say to not talk to this person for another few months? I know. And I was like really annoyed because I'm like, I literally took a pill to get my period and I didn't get it. Like, does that not like ring a bell that something is wrong? So I was honestly like just sick of it. And I reached out to like a bunch of people asking who their OBs were. Cause I'm like, I need a second opinion. And I was referred to one doctor who couldn't see me until like September, which I was like, again, it's July. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I just, I want to, honestly, I was like, I just want to get pregnant. And then there was another doctor that one of my really good friends referred me to, and she could actually see me. Like, I think I called on a Friday and it was like that Monday she could see me. So I was like, perfect. Like, I'm going to go see her. I already have this appointment with this other person. Like, at least I have like a couple of opinions. And so I went and saw her and, you know, I told her everything like that was going on. And she was like, you have hypothalamic amenorrhea. And I was like, huh? Like, what, what is that? And she like printed out some information for me. And she was like, you need to stop working out and you need to gain some fat on you. You need to like go eat some bacon. And I was like, it's cool what? that she knew. That's yeah. Cool. So I was, she's well, now she is like my doctor and, um, I absolutely love her. She's great. Um, but she was, I was just like, well, what do you mean by like, don't work out because I am known for like in my community as the girl who does CrossFit, the girl who eats perfect, who knows, I don't want to say everything, but knows so much about nutrition. Um, I just, that's how people identify me. And that's how I identified myself too. So I was like, 
I, I was just like, okay, like at the, my dashboard, like I still didn't process everything that she said. Um, so I was just like, okay. And I left and I was like driving home thinking like, did she really say like, I can't work out? I, and I was so confused why, you know, like, cause obviously like I never heard of HA prior. Um, and so I come home and like, whatever, I tell my husband, he's just like, okay. And then I really started to like research and, um, I remember cause I'm a big, like working against gravity fan and I would read like the blogs and I read your blog, Danny, about periods. And I was like, Oh, like it's something triggered. And I was like, Oh, I've definitely heard of like HA on this wag post. So I went back and read it and then I was like, okay, this was super helpful. And then the resources like the no period now what and different podcasts. So I immediately ordered the no period now what book and then whatever it got on Amazon came like the next day and I started reading it and I was like, holy shit. Like, first of all, what did I do to myself and I really need to make like major changes if I want to get pregnant. And um, my doctor, when I went, um, my now doctor, when I went to meet her, she didn't have any of like my lab work that I did in June by the time, like, cause it was such short notice when I scheduled the appointment. So when I got home from my original doctor's appointment, I sent it to her and a woman's normal estrogen and like no one quote me on this, but I believe it's be, supposed to be between 20 and 50. Do you know? I think it's something like in that range. Um, but mine was negative 15. So she was like, so my blood, all my lab work that that nurse told me was perfect actually wasn't. My doctor told me, she's like, there's literally no way that you could get pregnant and or get period. The thing that's the thing that like that could be is that different labs have different ranges that they mm-hmm. base on, which is so interesting. So that's why we get so many people will be like, you know, my person said that I was in the normal ranges or that I was low or that I was high. And like someone else's understanding of like what their lab goes by, we'd say like that's normal. And so it's kind of the, so you sort of have to go with like what yeah. your practitioner is saying. Yeah, but she was like, she was very concerned with it. So anyways, like the HA, my, the No Period Now what book came in and I'm not someone who like half asses things. If I'm going to do something, I like give it a hundred percent. That's probably like one of my negative traits too. Um, And I went like completely all in um, like two days later, as soon as I got the book um, and realized that there was literally no chance of me getting pregnant if I didn't go all in and getting pregnant was like, as you know, like my top priority. Um, I've always wanted to be a mom and I was ready to start a family. How mind blowing for you then to realize you're like always infertile at this point. Yeah. Well, so I'm not going to lie. The, when I got like diagnosed with HA, that month, month and a half after, like I was like depressed. I sobbed every single day because not only did I find out that there's no chance of me getting pregnant, which broke my heart and not getting pregnant overall, just at that point in time, 
Um, but also the person that I identified as I could no longer be. And I have, you know, I have my full-time job and I also have my little side hustle of a nutrition business where I coach clients and I just felt like the biggest phony. And obviously I know how to coach my clients, like, but I just felt like, oh my God, like I, how am I supposed to help people with nutrition when I clearly can't even help myself? And I was being very like, negative and unrealistic. And after like, I was out of that depressive state, I realized uh, like the reason why I can help people is what I tell my clients to do. I don't take my own advice. I just felt like I needed to be perfect eating 100% of the time. And that's what got me into the pickle I was in. Um, because not only was I overtraining not eating enough for how much I was training and then also just general stress from work. The year before I was like planning our wedding, just, you know, general life stress. I didn't realize how much it was actually affecting my body. Um, and how, so how has it impacted you, you as a coach now? So I would say if anything, it's, it really hasn't changed me coaching people. Um, I'm going to be honest because I never tell my clients what they can and cannot eat. Um, I want them to find, if they want to have ice, if I coach a lot of moms and if one of my moms wants to have ice cream with their kids on a Saturday afternoon, I tell them go and do it and we'll, it just don't let it spiral because a lot of my clients unfortunately end up spiraling like in a negative state with their food after it's more of you had your ice cream all right let's have your next meal be like the protein veggies carbs that you originally planned that is like a healthy nutritious meal that's gonna make you feel good whereas I would just never have ice cream like Never or yeah, never. we're actually much better at coaching other people. Yes, then but but you are like, I'm on a different level where like I have to be elite and super disciplined. I'm just helping that person live like a normal life. And this whole time, you know, you should be there too. Exactly. <laughs> it. I just took it to an extreme because I just felt like I was. I just need to be perfect for people. And I had so many of my clients and people from CrossFit who I just love dearly, just saying like how much they looked up to me. And I loved, obviously like who doesn't love hearing that they're looked up to. And I just felt like I had to lead this example. And I just had, I put so much pre unneeded pressure on myself to be perfect with my food and my training. And I think that's, well, that is definitely why I got HA. Um, and also just thinking back, like when I was first starting to train and getting to CrossFit, like I was naive with food. I used to think like carbs were the enemy and then, you know, learned over time that they're not. Um, but it took me a long time to get there. And I definitely did more damage to my body than I realized. Yeah. Sounds like an emotional roller coaster in a way. 
yeah, it definitely was. Um, even still, sometimes I find myself like just not like, I don't want to say like knowing who I am because I do, but just the whole HA experience really changed me. Um, but I think it changed me in the better, like a more relaxed yeah. You know what, you know what I feel like it is, it's your, your life suddenly opens up to like, oh, I'm not this black and white person that just is this one way. And this is as I, how I identify, I'm actually way more complex and I'm interested in these things. And these two things contradict each other a little bit, right? Like I'm interested in weight loss and performance and help, like helping people have a body composition that they love. And I am also interested in not being obsessed with that and yeah. and now I'm now I'm opened my eyes to this other side and they contradict each other and at the beginning it's really stressful to have that realization because you're like oh what am I and then with time and you're told you're meeting other people who have gone through the same thing and it, yeah it, there's more gray there's more gray in between where you can be a little bit of both and it's okay Absolutely. And then, you know, that's when I was searching for any, I, I knew I needed help with like other girls who had HA. And I was so thankful that like, I literally found your group when it was first starting in your podcast. So it was like such a saving grace for me because I'm not going to lie. If I didn't find it, I mean, I know I would have been okay, but I just felt like my spiral would have lasted longer. Mm. Um, and I was so supportive for like the other girls and um, for just like hearing their stories too, even if they were very different than mine, it was just nice to know that I wasn't alone. Um, and we all, I would say a majority of us, well, at least at that time when I was, um, you know, meeting with the girls that most of us wanted to get pregnant. Um, and that's, I, that's the same. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe like 50% or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, or at least that's just the catalyst for so many people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was like, so thankful, but, um, you know, I w- went all in and my doctor, um, actually she referred me to Boston IVF cause I'm from Massachusetts. So it wasn't, she like told me, she's like, it's not for IVF treatments. It's just to see a doctor who can kind of help do more testing. But obviously you can't be like, like, I was scared. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting referred to Boston IVF. Like, is there really something wrong with me again in the middle of this? Um, So I actually found out my doctor with Boston IVF was one of like the top, he's like the top doctor in the country and like the number one in our state for um, patients who have HA. So I was like, oh, at least I'm in good hands. And he told me he only sees one or two HA patients a year. And I was like, oh, great. I'm one of the lucky ones that he sees. That's um, weird to me. That doesn't yeah. sound right. No, but um, the, I think if anything, it just tells how many girls are probably not diagnosed properly with having yeah I'm like I think I think y'all y'all just don't realize because we have so many girls in the group who have come have already tried IVF and it didn't work and now you know through their own research of like why did IVF not work for me have discovered that they have HA so I think 
when you said like I was referred to an IVF clinic about HA, I was kind of like, that sounds rare. <laughs> Because yeah. usually you're referred there and they have no idea. What no, I, and that's why, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, if anything, I was, like, thankful because my doctor, his name is Dr. Pang. It's just easy for me to call him that. He, like, knew all about it. He actually told me, he's like, did you read the book, No Period, Now What? Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating of course with this system so lots of information lots of case studies lots of stats we go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I already read it twice by the time we met. Um, and, but he helped me, you know, I got like the HSG and then he did more lab work with me. And he like, that it took probably about a month, like, you know, just setting up appointments and whatnot. And then we had a follow-up meeting and he said to me, he's like, like, Hillary, you're good. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get pregnant. Um, if you're not pregnant in six months, then contact me again. So by the time we had that like final meeting was now October and, um, October was the first month that I got my first natural period, which was like 
huge for me I like celebrated with like wine and pizza yeah I remember you were like one of the first because we opened in September so you joined in September and then October yeah you had a period and there was pizza (laughs) yes it was it was delicious um but I was so happy because also meeting with Dr. Payne he um prescribed me again to have to do the Provera challenge because it was my second time and he wanted to see what would happen and I did for the first time like get a withdrawal bleed. So that was exciting. And then to, you know, a month later, get my own natural period. That was super exciting. Um, and so when I had my follow-up meeting and he told me everything was good, I was able to tell him like, yeah, I got my, <laughs> I got my period on my own. I did it by myself. Um, and so that's when he's like, yep, give it six months. And probably like three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So. so soon so quick mm-hmm. yeah cool. yeah I couldn't like I was really not expecting to get pregnant right away after having like my first period <laughs> it's so funny like it's so funny because I mean but why wouldn't you do you, you know yeah yes so many people mm-hmm. do have like their first period is, is not an optimal cycle and so mm-hmm. they can't but you know a lot of people especially those who went as hard as you did on eating the things and resting, like, you know, it, it actually makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but it just is so shocking because you just, life just is filled with these like obstacles and everything's hard and blah, blah, blah. And then you, but your body wants to do this. So. It, definitely. And I had, um, so I didn't post right away. Well, not that I need to post something to justify it, but like when I got diagnosed with in July with HA, I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and I don't think like I really shared it to people who weren't like outside of my close friends and like put it on social media. It was probably like two months after, maybe two and a half months. Um, and after I put a post about me having HA, I had so many people reach out, like other girls who were struggling with HA, which was fabulous. And a lot of them, like, which I'm sure you're familiar with, like, you know, what did you do? Like, how, like, how are you getting your period back? Like, how are you getting pregnant? And again, at this point in time, I was not pregnant. And I literally just say like, you you don't want to hear it, but you have to just go all in and give your body the rest it needs. And trust me, like, this is coming from someone who would train two and a half hours a day and literally like the amount of vegetables I would consume is not normal. (laughs) Like most of my carbs were from vegetables. Um, But I train, not only would I train like two hours, two, two and a half hours, depending on the day, but I was also active, like walking my dogs, doing yard work, just being an active person. And I don't think a lot of people realize like how much, how powerful, first of all, walking is and just doing general life tasks, like how much stress it does put on your body on top of working out. Um, so I, that's why when I decided to go all in, I was like, it was like a major shock to my body. And I gained 20, in between 20 and 25 pounds. I kind of towards the end was not really weighing myself and was just going based off of how I felt. Um, because in general, I'm not someone who like really weighs them myself. Even when I was at my like leanest, I was like, I literally have, when I was at my leanest, I had 
a complete six pack, but no one would believe my body weight. Cause I like the scale said I weighed 136, but people would guess I weighed like 115. And I'm like, nope, it's just cause it's just muscle weighs more than fat. And so I did like a complete change to my body and I was embarrassed. Like, you know, we took Christmas card photos in November before I found out I was pregnant and, you know, I was like I said, 20 to 25 pounds heavier and I was nervous to send it out to people. I mean, honestly, the photo is like, it's a great family photo, but I was nervous, but just life goes on and you, you're not always going to look the same. And now that I'm pregnant, I, it was so worth it at the time to just go all in. Yeah. I almost want to touch on that a bit with like mm-hmm. your, your body changes and it's as mm-hmm. hard in the moment, right? To like look at yeah. a photo of yourself or in the mirror or see an old photo of yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a real punch in the vagina. Sometimes. It is. And a lot of us have a really hard time with it because of this mindset that especially us in like first world countries have been given this belief that like, if you work hard and put it, put it all in, like you can have it all mm-hmm. and you should have it all and you should be this way mm-hmm. and you should strive to be this way. And it's a big lesson. A lot of us learn thanks to HA is like, again, it's not that black and white. Like no. you are not as in control as you think you are. And you really sometimes need to let go of that rigid control you have of all these things you have going on, let something give. And for many of us, you know, letting it give is this obsession with our six pack or -hmm. or our body. And how has it been for you since? I know you're pregnant, so maybe that like changes things. Are you nervous about life postpartum like what do you feel about it now so honestly something that this whole experience has taught me is like I didn't appreciate my body enough like I did look back at old photos of myself when I was like training a bunch and like eating whatever quote-unquote perfect and I literally thought I looked like fat in the photos. And now I look back, I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? And if anything, I'm mad at myself for not appreciating the work I did at that point of time. So now, and I didn't realize it, like when I first decided to go all in, I like, like I said, hated, (laughs) hated my life. I got rid of all my clothes, but now that it's been some time, I'm just trying to appreciate my body and like love my body at this point in time, because it's not always going to be like that, especially being pregnant. Like I'm embracing my, like everything getting bigger, like my boobs, my butt, obviously my belly and my thighs. Like I honestly, I love it. I love being pregnant and just how like realistically, like how often in our lifetime as women, are we going to be pregnant? Like, I guess if you're like, the Duggar family have 20 kids, like it's going to be a lot, but that's not going to be me. Yeah. So I'm just like embracing it. And again, learning from my HA experience of not, I'm mad. I never appreciated the body. I didn't appreciate enough the body that I worked really hard for. Cause 
Um, I don't regret anything that I did prior to HA. Would I have changed some things? Absolutely, but I can't. So I'm not going to regret it. Um, I wish I appreciated it more then. So, but if anything, like I said, it's helping me appreciate my body now. And I'm honestly, I'm freaking pumped for like after I have my son, because I think it's now having HA, it's helping me like realize, okay, I, the day after I have them, I don't need to, obviously I can't be working out or be eating perfect. Like, like which you totally would have been that you were like, how, how quickly am I going to be able to get back? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. Like I still have those thoughts there. It's not something that's just going to go away, but now it's creating that new habit of when those thoughts come, like, no, listen to your body, like let it heal. Um, so I'm excited for after my son comes because I just want to listen to my body and what it needs. Also what he needs too. And just honestly, I just want to take it as it comes and appreciate it. I, I say it, but I, you know, may feel differently after. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like I do think it's going to be a little bit hard because it, you know, he's coming in the middle of July and I, am someone like, I love like being outside and, um, you know, after having a baby and then it's still being warm here in New England, like I do think that's gonna be tough, like to be in a bathing suit. Um, but I'm just going to take it as it comes and really try to remember like to love the body I have now, because the body I had when I was at my leanest couldn't give me a child. The body that I gained when I gained that 20, 25 pounds with could give me a child. And that's what I want. That's what I wanted like the most in this world. So I have to keep that in mind. Like after postpartum, like when I am trying to lose like the baby weight that I can't go back to my old habits and my old thoughts of, you know, what training should be because first of all, it's not realistic for me anymore. I, I, in general, cannot train for two hours, um, especially not with a baby coming, just be happy with like 30 minutes and just, you know, overall eating well and just enjoy my time. This episode is brought to you by Vital Proteins. I have been a collagen freak for ages and I started off making my own bone broth because I could not find a collagen supplement that I actually liked. I started taking collagen early in my HA recovery and no, it's not going to return you period, but it is going to support you along the way. As I was learning about how to optimize my health and my skin and how to return my cycle, all of the things, it became apparent that in the past, I had been exclusively eating like lean meats, avoiding the fattier cuts, avoiding meat on the bone, avoiding eating enough animal protein or animal products in general. And all of those things bring important vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that are really important for fertility. And one of those things was collagen, and it's the most abundant protein in your body. And it has an important role, like it provides structure to your skin and it helps your blood clot. It's one of the major building blocks of your bones and your skin and your muscles and your tendon 
joints and your ligaments. It's also found in many other body parts like blood vessels and your corneas and your teeth. So you can kind of think of it like the glue that holds all of these things in our body together. When I started taking collagen and drinking bone broth and all of that good stuff, I started noticing um, a huge improvement in my skin and my hair and my nails. Like That was the first thing I noticed. And that's because collagen stimulates cells that boost the production of new collagen to support healthy hair, nails, and skin, as well as boost the production of new collagen to support healthy bones and joints and muscles and tendons, which we all know is really important right now, especially if we have been missing our cycle for a bit. Making my bone broth got really tiring as much as I love it, especially in the summer. I did not want to be cooking this big pot of soup every week for hours and like dealing with this animal, this like chicken carcass. And it was all of a, a lot of work. So I was really excited when I finally found Vital Proteins. Today, they have a bunch of products and I love them. And I take the collagen peptide powder. So each serve of Vital Proteins, it depends, they have lots of different products, but the one I take, it has a serve of 20 grams of, pro- of collagen, 100% of my daily value of vitamin C, which is an important vitamin antioxidant that can help promote the production of your own of collagen inside of your skin, which is you know really good for your skin. So it comes in a powder form, which I love because it dissolves in either hot or cold liquids, so coffees and smoothies. And I actually mix mine into my yogurt bowl each morning. So I'm having plenty of fats from that, like fats from the yogurt and carbs from all of the fruit and the goodies that I put on it and then protein also from the dairy but adding in the collagen just helps boost it up and get me more of what I've been missing for quite some time so add some vital proteins collagen to your day head to vitalproteins.thehasociety.com or head to the link in the show notes and shop their whole range to find a collagen addition that works for you If you subscribe to their mailing list, you'll get 25% off your very first order. And if you stay subscribed, you continue to receive 15% off. So it's definitely worth checking out. And they do ship internationally. Head to vitalproteins.thasociety.com or go to the link in the show notes. Yeah, I think it's just like a part of, because we're only in our 20s, right? You're the same age as me, 29. Yeah, Yeah, I'm 29. Yeah. Guys, we're the same age and we're the same gestational weeks, aren't we? What are you, 28? I'm 29 weeks today. Okay, I'm 28. So I think we're only like a couple days off. But we have this like the same due date. I know, which is weird. I don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) She she knew she was pregnant before me and everything. And it felt like it was a few, like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant and then I have the same due date as you. So bizarre. I know. I wouldn't. You must have been pregnant longer than you realize. No. I could tell you the day I got pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll compare notes there, but yeah, I just like doubt it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know but maybe it's – I have no idea. But it's yeah. complicated. It's complicated. Yes. Um, and you said how, yeah, like you, you looked at – your old body and you're trying to like appreciate it instead of being like oh my god I regret this what have I done Mm -hmm. but but 
back then when you had that body, you couldn't see it, right? You yeah. were like more, more, more. Yes. And I think that also just goes to show that like, it's, there's never enough, is there? No. Like we always want more. We always want more. And so like a big lesson here is, you know, the body you're in now, maybe one day when you're an 80 year old lady, you'll be like, oh, look at like my young 29 year old postpartum body. Like, exactly there's never enough and no. and chasing that small that small body like you were never gonna appreciate it without this journey no and honestly like I'm glad this journey did happen to me um because it made me appreciate what I had and I'm someone who always my entire life struggled with body image issues when I was in high school I was overweight and it wasn't until I was like in my spring semester of college, um, where I just honestly decided to get my shit together because I ate horrible. And it's not, um, I, I mean that from like a general, like lifestyle, like no one should be eating McDonald's like seven days a week and like just a bunch of fast food and you know, never like my, oh, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. I muted myself. <laughs> I was just saying, um, yeah, like, let's be real. Everyone yeah. that living off McDonald's is just like not a good prescription. No. I don't care no. if you have HA. Exactly. And like when my husband and I, when we first started dating, so we um, have been together since we were 18, he, I would get headaches and he would be like, when's the last time you had water? I'm like, three weeks ago. Like I would only drink soda, for example. Um, so I just like, wasn't on a good path. And an, it wasn't until, like I said, my spring semester of my freshman year of college where I kind of got my shit together. Um, it was just like, you know what? I need to like reel it in. And then, you know, I later started to find CrossFit. And, you know, I am someone who's a CrossFit junkie. I mean, my I'm the oldest. I have three younger sisters and two of my sisters do CrossFit. My dad does and like my whole family, my mom and my other sister who don't do CrossFit are big supporters of it. Like my godfather does it. Like I came, like I met, I've met so many amazing people through CrossFit that it's, yes, it is like the working out, but it's the community for me. I mean, at my wedding, I had 40 people from my CrossFit gym come and I regret that I didn't invite more. So like, I definitely, like when it comes to nutrition, it took me a long time to learn, like, cause I was on that paleo kick where it's like no carbs, no carbs, or, you know, just, I was in such a different, you know, it took me a long time to like learn how to properly eat and fuel my body. And honestly, like I'm still learning, like obviously because I had HA, like I still wasn't fueling my body enough. Like I thought I'm like, geez, I eat 256 grams of carbs a day. Like that should be more than enough. But unfortunately it wasn't. Yeah. It's like, it was a lot of fiber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love broccoli. It's like way too much broccoli. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing to realize. I don't just, I don't know, to, to have missed it, to have missed this. Yeah. Like like we've been talking about, like, it just, it opened my eyes that I can like enjoy an ice cream with my friends and it's not gonna 
change my progress, which I knew and I know because that's what I would tell my clients, but I just never did it myself. Yeah. Cause like what, well, yeah, but what if I actually did it perfectly? Like what if I didn't find balance and I was just like a freak? <laughs> I never found balance. Like I, and that's definitely, I'm a very like, like most HA girls, like type A. Um, and like, I would, you know, was told like once, like Hill, you eat like you are at the CrossFit games, like perfect. Obviously I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but this is just like my mediocre, like small town. Yeah, you've got your Tupperwares. Yes. When um, we're all going to the restaurant, you're bringing Well, no, I never did that. But <laughs> I never did that. Um, but it's, and it was like, who was I? I was a no one with CrossFit. Like I just did it to work out and to see people and mm. have fun. Like I obviously, like I wasn't making it a, it's fun, fun to apply yourself to something. Yes. Especially when you're an HA. And that's a really – going through this is really tough when you love to apply yourself to something because you can apply yourself to, like, getting your period back. But, you know, that's problematic too. Yes. So, yeah, it, it's a real lesson in, like, doing things you're uncomfortable with. And, you know, people who absolutely struggle to apply themselves to anything, they have – you know, they have this realization in the opposite sense, right? Where they yeah. like, they realize that they want something and unless they try really hard, they're mm. not going to get it. So they go through the same thing in the opposite way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, I don't even, I know you asked me like a original question a while ago. I don't even well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so we've talked about like the, we've talked about the journey and how it all felt and when you got your period back and now you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So we, we covered like the story. So what, I guess for anyone listening, especially those that resonate with your story in particular, because it's a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you just want them to know? Because right now they're listening still in the middle of, of it all. Yeah. I just want them to know that it's okay to go all in. Like, it's okay to gain the weight. It's really fucking hard. Like, I don't know what other way to put it. It's really fucking hard. Um, it sucks when your clothes don't fit you. That was, for me, the hardest part. Honestly, that was harder for me than, like, seeing the number on the scale. Um, and you know what I did? I went into my closet and my drawers, and I took out every single thing that didn't fit me or that I felt was going to make me uncomfortable and thank God I have three sisters. I gave them to my sisters or I gave them to my friends. I was like, I just need them out of my house. Um, it sucked not really having many clothes that fit. Um, but, and I would get annoyed when people were like, you can just buy some more. Cause obviously like it costs money, but just, it adds up over time. And if you are looking to get pregnant and you have HA and you're in the midst of it, it is so worth it. Like when I found out I was pregnant I like honestly I kind of went into panic mode because I like couldn't believe it that's right you kept peeing on luteal strips yes that's hilarious and they were all high for like a week (laughs) no not so that's how I found out I was pregnant so I like I don't know I love saying this story so I 
it was like the weekend and I remember telling you like my boob, like our posting in the group, I was like, my boobs are so itchy. Sorry, like TMI to everyone listening. So good. I was like, this just, what? Like, this is so weird. My and, boobs hurt and, I, and I've been about to ovulate forever. <laughs> well, I was, I was like, this is weird. So whatever, like the weekend happens. And I like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I had a little feeling like, I wonder if I'm pregnant, but part of it was I knew my period, like my November period was coming up and I was just like, nope, wait, like don't get your hopes up. And so anyways, it's a Monday and I went to like a, this up here in mass, we have like a big lots. And I'm like, if I see a birth control, I mean birth control, if I see a pregnancy test there, I'm going to grab it. And I didn't see one. So I'm like, that's a sign. I go home, I do like the ovulation strip and it was high. And I'm like, oh, that's weird because it was high <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, can that happen again? And I was like, all right, odd and whatever. So then it was a Tuesday morning and I was waiting to go to work and it was still bothering me like why it was high. Like I didn't say bothering me, but it was just like in my mind. So I posted in the um, support group for the no period now what on Facebook. And one of the girls like Compton, she's like, that's how I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go do another one. Cause I had like so many, cause one of my um, friends got pregnant and she gave me all her ovulation trips too. So I had like literally hundreds of them. So I was like, I'm going to go do another one. If it is high, I'm going to get a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. I did another one. It was high. Obviously I knew instantly that I was pregnant Mm-hmm. And so I ran to CVS and I grabbed, you know, I got two pregnancy tests and they were both positive. And I literally was like, holy shit. Like I, like I couldn't believe it. And then I was like dying to tell my husband. And I went to his work that day for like at lunchtime. I was like, I, I, I'm like, I can't be at work. I have to go tell him. And I like, obviously I wasn't going to text him. So I like flew to his work and told him in person. And then after it's like the, you know, you couldn't wait for him to get home. No, my, like my wonderful husband, like he leaves at like six 30 in the morning and most of the nights he doesn't get home. Like the earliest would be six 30. So it'd be like 12 yeah. hours. And I could not sit there like, and not, I was like shaking the whole morning. Funny. So I was like, I have to go tell him. And, you know, then after, you know, you can't help but I'm sure you felt this way too, like nervous about miscarriage as well. Um, and, but I'm, you know, lucky that didn't happen to me. And now I'm pregnant with my son, Vincent. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so I don't know if this would be like helpful too for listeners. Um, but like, obviously, you know, I gained 20, 25 pounds and then, you know, now being pregnant, so it's May. I found out I was pregnant in November. I've gained like 19 pounds since then too. Um, so the and the weight gain for pregnancy doesn't bother me because it's good for him. And he's my I mean, like, body's going to do what it needs to do. Yeah, it needs to. And that's what's healthiest for him. So like advice for like girls who are in the midst of it is just if you're trying to get pregnant, just go all in. If you're just trying to get your period back, just go all in. It's a it's temporary. It's like, if you're really sick, like, would you rather just like rest for a couple of days and get over your cold or just like continuing with your life and just dragging it out for a month? Yeah. 
so yeah if only we felt more uh like intense symptoms <laughs> to yeah, get us to, to get us to take action but it's such a slow burn that you don't even like realize that you feel like shit yeah and it's hard like it's hard to make that change, especially if you're someone who likes to work out or walk their dog yeah. or just be active. Like, I'm like, it's really hard. Like some, I honestly think it's like harder than when you're working out because it's the mental part. Yes. Yes. Because you're doing this thing for a result that like you don't really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In order to get a result that you do want, like further down the track, and yeah, yeah it's I know it's tough, but it's it's so worth it. Yeah, and I think like even you know talking with people who I'm like want to get pregnant in the future, it's like you look at their bodies, or even myself, and it like you know remembering for like our because we want more than one kid. Um, for after like, all right, I have to make sure like my body is in a good state to get pregnant. Cause like your body needs fat to get pregnant. And you know, I, this is just my belief. Your body needs fat too, to also keep the pregnancy. Um, so I think it's just important for other girls to know, like, it's really hard, but you can do it, but it, it definitely sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was a, uh, a very inspiring story for a lot of people. A lot of people will relate. A lot of people will feel good knowing that you had the fears that they had, mm-hmm. that you still did it, and that it was worth it. Like so worth you know, it. that's the that's the point. Mm-hmm. So appreciate it. Where can people go and ask you questions if they need to be like, oh my god, what did you do? Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> um, they can find me on Instagram. It's um, my Instagram name is obviously at. Hillary with one L, so H-I-L-A-R-Y, Taylor, 20. I'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hillary. It was really good to get you on the show, one of my OGs. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be getting around to, like, getting all of those girls to sharing their stories now. Me too, and we'll see, like, who who wins having the baby first. <laughs> so Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping 
for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify your whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, That will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is of course dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general get your husbands on it get your partners on it if you have a history of HA and add on top of that maybe a history of the pill maybe you've been pregnant before you know through treatments or other like you've just your body's been through anything you know you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So 
rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.